Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Good morning, Key and Jay. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Uh, any, did, you gave Key a list to work today, right? No. no. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, no. Key was just saying the other day how... He asks you for a ride sometimes, and you don't give him a ride. No, no, now he's no, no. Uber, it happened now one time. No, now he's happened. having Uber I, problems. It happened one time. The it, other it time, happened, I gave him a ride. It happened one time, and I learned my lesson, never to ask him again. I don't need Who to ask you, you twice. you ride the first time? Did you just call me fool? Yes. So how are your, are your Uber Very problems? disrespectful. Are fixed. You, fixed. Done. They're yeah. totally fixed yeah. behind you now. Yeah. Oh, so you have your, your own Uber account. Is your alias still Evan Wilner? No, no. I got my own app and everything. I'm straight. It's actually Lyft, not Uber. Yeah, I just always say Uber, yeah. but I don't even use Uber. Key, be honest. Yes. Are you a little extra nice to the drivers now since your account was suspended? But I wasn't mean. I understand. I just was trying to get him to go in a direction in which I wanted to go, not the direction which, which, he wanted to which go. Which you're entitled to. And yeah. also, like, please make this light. Stuff like that. I get it. Yeah. Have you, have I'm, you? That's not the question. Are you a little nicer to them thinking, like, please don't suspend this account again? Man, I try to have a conversation with uh, Uber drivers, but then they on their phone, they talking, and they ain't even really... I'll just sit back and mind my business. Are you not a Are you not a taxi guy? You don't take taxis. If I really well, if I had to for whatever, if sitting there, I would jump in it. But I try to avoid all that sort of public transportation. Know what the best part about I just the, it just it don't feel right. No uh, that's why because I'm from here. I'm more of a subway guy. Like I'll take no, the subway. I'm in good. I, I I grew I'm up good. on the subway. I told myself as soon as I get some money, I'm done. But I've never. But been they're on convenient. One. Yeah. No, I've never been on one. You've never been on the subway? You've never been on the subway? I said this to you before. That's right, before. That's when right. Zubin was here and Alan was here. When Alan was here, and I who? never. Yeah, <laughs> stop, man. But when, stop they, when they were here, I had that conversation. I never, and I played here. I never, ever, ever, well, You were ever. too famous to get on the subway when you played no, here. No, I just didn't like what it looked like. And what the stuff down below, they show you. I don't know. By the way, he's right. sit in the corner, put your eye. No, 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 no. Key is right. It's very convenient, but it, it, if you can. And I don't know where the hell I'm going. People be trying well, to tell me all the time. It's a Take There's the map. J and There's the maps everywhere. No, I'm There's good, maps everywhere. No, get on the A train. You know, I'll say one thing. You're talking about an A train. And then somebody else says an F and then a G and then you can go underneath the garden and then you can come over here to Brooklyn and then we can take you. Uh, there's a map it's, showing it's easy once you figure it out. Here's what ride, New Yorkers will understand what I'm saying. What the ride sharing apps did like Lyft, Uber is if you want to take a cab somewhere and they were between shifts, if you were somewhere in Midtown, whatever starts to ring, whatever uh, you want to hop in a cab and it's like four o'clock there, everyone's off duty. The you worst. could not find a car. The worst. And I, go ahead. Jay. I was going to say some of the worst is when they had their light on. And they're like, no, no, I just forgot. No, off duty because they have the little off duty thing on the side of the light. So, true story though. This was when I was a player here in New York. It was late, and we were, you know, hanging out, doing whatever we were doing. And so, we was walking down the street trying to stop cabs. They just kept passing us by. Late at night, just kept passing us by. We wind up walking. I swear, man, we walked all of New York to get back to where we needed to go. And it was like they would not stop. Yeah. To pick us up. They don't do it sometimes. And it was crazy. See, Keith, some of my friends And it wasn't a, they're not picking us up because we were suspicious. It was like they're off. Well, right. If they if they have the light on, you think they're on. But if the light's on either side of the light are on. See, I don't know all that. That says off-duty. But here's a trick. I'm gonna, okay? I'm going to yeah, put everybody yeah. up on something. If you're going in the same direction that the, that the off-duty cab is going, and you just point in that direction, a lot of times they'll slow up. Find out where you want to go, and if it's close enough to where they're going, they'll take you. So they're taking yeah. money even though they're not supposed oh, to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, that's illegal. Yeah. See, they that or do that. Cash had a lot of issues with the max capacity because they don't take more than four people. Yeah. So, like, back in the day, my friends and I, you know, you, 
you're five people, you have one guy high in the corner, you walk up, you you knock on the trunk, and you got some luggage. It's too much. Well, my boy, we used to, oh, my boy, we jump in the trunk, boom, put him in. You go, get to your location. You know, you know what? I got the luggage, work. you're good. You know what bugged me out is when I was in D.C. hosting around the horn, this was going back to like, oh, two maybe. Cabs in D.C., you think you're in a cab heading to work or something, right? They will, they will pull over and take other passengers. I just the oh, cab no, I thing, man. Yeah. I just, they, you, you, don't, you don't get the cab to yourself. They are allowed to take like one or two other passengers. I was like, oh, come See, on. See, in L.A., we not, they cab ain't stopping for you, waving. You got to call a cab. Yeah. Well, you used to have to call a call cab. Call a cab, wait for it for yeah, an hour. Yeah, you have to call like, it. Oh. Yeah, you have to call it in L.A. You know, walking out on the corner and getting a cab. Yeah. But Uber's, Uber's fine. But when I need to. Change the game. I'm going to use your driver from here on out because I know you got one of those big old Escalade type guys that drive you around, Max. So he is a guy. Of course, a he guy. has a guy. You have a guy. It's Max Kellerman, haven't you heard? Just in. Two to three. Yes, this just in. Fantastic this new show. In. Hey, uh, speaking of New York, Daniel Jones, NFC Offensive Player of the Week. Look at that. Mm, mm, Daniel mm. Jones, career high 402 yards, propelled the Giants to their first win of the season. Should have been the second. They got cheated out of the Washington win, but okay. 27 <laughs> 21 in overtime against New Orleans Saints on Sunday. Key. Is Daniel Jones kind of quietly having a breakout season? I, I think he is. And I, and, and I said at the beginning of the year, I'm like, oh, he's doing good. And he's starting to just continue to play better and better and better. And he's got some weapons and the defense is solid. And the coaches seem like they're putting him in the right position to be successful. I mean, he's doing fine. I don't see what the problem is with him if anybody has a problem with him anymore. He – what bothered me about Daniel Jones, say, last year, I know he had a bad offensive line, no Saquon. Once his leg got hurt, because Daniel Jones is officially fast. The dude is fast, and he has a good arm. But That's for he, a quarterback. Yeah, yeah, for a quarterback. Once he got hurt, I was expecting more out of the pocket. Like, he was a sitting duck, like a dead duck in the pocket. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, he has the arm talent, and you would think the, the processor, that's what everyone says, to, to be able to do better than he did last year. That got me worried. In their high-priced free agent, uh, Galladay came to the party last week and, and helped him out some. So whenever you start to look at that, his turnovers are down, all of that. He's, that was the big thing. He's coming to become something. He's becoming something. No, he, you just got to give him time, you know Jay. The problem is a little bit too key. Like we, we have a tendency to compare quarterbacks to the other quarterbacks of their era. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you say like Drew Brees, you're comparing Drew Brees like Peyton Manning, Eli, Ben, Rivers, all these guys. And now when you say, hey, who am I comparing Daniel Jones to? You're like Lamar Jackson. No, Mahomes, I wouldn't say. Herb- no, I'm just saying in that tier. Right? No, I wouldn't. No, no. I no, say I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying like you, you naturally do it. Like when you're saying where does he fit in the big scale of the NFL? You talk about who are prolific quarterbacks in the NFL during that time. But before you get there, I what I do is I compare him to the to the draft classes and the draft positions around him. 20 so, foot within the 12, 24 month plus or minus. Yeah, something like that. So okay. like he's not Kyler Murray, he's not Justin Herbert. But if you look at the other quarterback like Dwayne Haskins and there are a bunch of other guys where you take well, Daniel Jones before him, Sam Darnold or Daniel Jones. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. Would you like Sam Darnold going forward Darnold. over Daniel and Daniel yeah, I Jones? I, I don't know. Based on, I don't think so. Based on what I see Sam doing in Carolina, yeah. Joe Oops. Burrow? Joe Burrow No, Jones. Joe Burrow. Joe, Joe Burrow is the first overall pick. Okay, the Dak Prescott? Dak that, that, is much more experienced. You compare it to other quarterbacks. Jay, Jay, that's a whole nother level. I agree. So tier-wise, where's Daniel Jones? 
He's an NFL mid-pack. quarterback. He's mid. He's an NFL quarterback. Yeah, yeah starting an NFL starting. Yeah, he's an NFL. Yeah, okay, so and, and what we're trying to find out is he a franchise quarterback? Out of NFL starting quarterbacks, if you had the if there were three tiers, what tier is he? If there are only three you're tiers, be, yes, he's you're second. thinking between second and three, right? No, I would say second, out of the 32 second. starting jobs, my guess off the top of my head is he's Daniel Jones Break probably like 18th. He's so, probably in the middle of the pack. So, yeah, I'll go. Let me pull it up. I just think it's, it's an interesting he exercise, He would be right? in that 23. See? I think it's a little low. I don't. Uh, you want me to teach you how to do the exercise? Okay, let's go through the team. Oh, teach you how to let's do the see, exercise. is this Keyshawn Johnson's uh, quarterback exercise? Josh Allen, obviously. No, we don't even need to okay. do it, we that, don't way, need to do it that way, though. Okay. Jay, do it this way. Where you want to start? You want to start in the West or the East? Let's start in the West. NFC West, is he better than anybody in the NFC West? Mm-hmm. No. AFC West. Well, yeah, NFC West. Who is he better than? Because he Garoppolo's than? hurt right now. Are you counting Garoppolo? Is he better? Yes. Is he better than Jimmy Garoppolo? He's not better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay, so uh, AFC but West trending no, that way, maybe. No. No. Max, now you just talk that. it, man. Don't okay, keep going. Trending, keep trending going. That way. AFC West. Better than anybody in AFC West? Teddy Bridgewater is pretty good. Anybody in AFC West? No. If you had to, if, at this moment, maybe not. Daniel I'm just Jones? giving you a simple We're maybe not. We're just going through it. We're just going through I don't know. Bridgewater or Daniel Jones at this moment is close. He's not better than Bridgewater. I'm sorry. I'm not. Obvious. Well, he doesn't have the track record. I couldn't justify it because he has. He only had a good we're, month. We're just going through for where he is right now. But, but Max, what I'm, I'm saying is, future but, projections. Oh, no, I get it. But when you have a young quarterback, he's been in the league funny. three years. He just had a good month. The naturally, you're anticipating that he's good, he's on an upward trajectory. But, but let's okay. just get rid of that. My At remember this I moment, told you. Remember I told you my exercise. Let's just okay, do right. because here's an exercise I'll do for you. That's not him. Is Justin Herbert better than anybody in AFC West? Yep. See? See, that's simple. Yeah, yeah. That, all right. Fine, okay, fine, fine. Point, point, along, point made. Please. Point yeah, taken. Please okay. play along. Point so taken. Right, 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 right. Okay. okay, so now, so West, West, uh, the East, NFC East. Is yeah, he, yeah. He's better than? Taylor Heineke. Okay. Okay, okay so he's better than Taylor Heineke. Yeah. Jalen Hurts. Uh, Jalen Hurts. So he's be- So that's two guys. Two. Yeah, that's two guys okay. in his division. So those two guys are going to be at the bottom then. All right. Of the exercise. Okay. Gotcha. So now let's go to the NFC South. Uh, NFC South. Matt Ryan. I don't know, Sam, Sam Darnold. Darnold. I don't, James Sam, Winston. Sam, he's, he's not he's better, not better than, than Sam, Sam Ryan. Right is he better than Matt Ryan? Oh, fool. Well, Matt, Matt Ryan still. What is he working with? I don't know. Like, I don't know who Daniel Jones is yet. If he's what we've seen this year so far, I'll take him over Matt Ryan okay, and so, Sam Darnold. Okay. Yeah. So, right, so do it. If that's yeah. what you want. Yeah. Okay. So now let's go to the AFC South. Is he better than anybody in the AFC South? Yeah. Is he better than Wentz? Yeah. So you think he's better than Wentz? Yes, for sure. You honestly think he's better than healthy believe. Carson Wentz? Yes. I don't think a lot of Wentz. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. That's yeah. that's. Okay. You do you, Jay? No. Is he better but, than Ryan Tannehill? No. Is he no. better than Trevor Lawrence? At this point, yeah. At this okay. Moment, so yeah. you think he's better than Trevor at Lawrence? This at this moment, moment, yeah. Okay. Okay. That's your thought. If I'm doing your exercise. No, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. But there's not a lot of people that would think that. I'm just telling yeah. you. Okay. And then obviously, Davis Mills, he's probably better than Yes. Him. So now we're back on the East Coast. Let's go to AFC East. Is he better than Josh Allen? No. Mac no. Jones? Yeah. So you think he's better than Mac Jones? Yeah, right now, sure. Okay. Because you told me not no, the I, future I, I right got now. It. Yeah. I got okay. it. Okay. All right. And whatever Jacoby was said. Yeah. And Zach Wilson. Yeah. So all those dudes are at the bottom now. Mm-hmm. So am I missing your division? Uh, you NFC North. Oh, NFC North. Well, no. <laughs> Maybe Ben. 
Yeah. Maybe Ben. Yeah. Ben. So so he falls around ben. that 22, I, 23 I get mark. your exercise. That's, it's, it's simple. You, yeah. Rather than go to each team, just go through the division really quick. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide. <laughs> you can get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299. No contract. All on America's best network. Straight Talk Wireless. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability coverage and speed may vary. <laughs> It's not the path that we planned out. Now our focus just turns to winning a ball game. A lot of people probably wrote us off like this is it. We're in second place. We're in the wild card game. There's no crying in baseball. You've got to rise. Now in the dirt. Here comes Edmund. Throw to the plate. Too late. Swing and a high fly ball. And you can forget it. Edmund at second. The pitch. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Swing and a drive. Left field. On its way. Go! Chris Taylor walks it off. And the Dodgers are heading to the division series. Let's bring in the great Jessica Mendoza on the Goodyear hotline. Good hey, morning, Jess. Jessica. Thank you. Yes, Keyshawn. I was thinking about you. <laughs> oh, well, hey, you know how but that no, goes. Uh, I, need, I need honest. I need honest right now. Just yes. like flat out, like, did you stay up? Because it was a four and a half hour game. You had this early show. Like, be real with me right now. Did Abs- you stay up? Absolutely 159% up. Up to the okay. end of the celebration. Okay. Okay, I was thinking about you. I'm like, is he up right now? Because that was the longest one-to-one game, by the way. It was only one-to-one, and that thing took forever, and it was worth it. I was, sta- I was standing up at when Cody Bellinger stole second. I stood up because I was laying down in the bed. I stood up and, and leaned against the wall just to see what was going to happen, and then when he hit it out the park, it was a wrap to the point where, you know, it was time to shut it down. But when you – you know, my exercise, as I tell these guys, is when I know I have to stay up late, I try to get as many naps in throughout the day as possible <laughs> because it was important to be able to roll in here with my sunglasses on because the sun was certainly shining on the Dodgers yesterday. Oh, oh, okay. Hey, by the way, I'm sorry, Max. I'm, like, totally just taking this off the but You no. mentioning Cody Bellinger and that stolen base. Like, yes, Chris Taylor is what we see. You see him in the highlights. It was Cody Bellinger's at bat. Remember, it was two outs, two strikes. Cody Bellinger's on-base percentage this season, 240. He was on base three out of the four times. He stole two bags in that game. He got T.J. McFarland out of the game to put Alex Reyes for the Cardinals in that game, who then had the pitch to Chris Taylor. And by the way, Cody on second base, Alex Reyes was so distracted, and this has been a huge problem for him this season. With, when there was a runner on second, Yadier Molina had to call timeout. They had to change up their signs. What does he do? He throws a hanging slider. I attribute it to Cody Bellinger, not only getting on base, but getting to second and getting in the head of Alex Reyes. What was your biggest takeaway, though, from the Dodgers' win over the Cardinals as a whole? Because I got a little – I was a little weird – when he removed Max Scherzer from the game because I've seen the skipper do both, remove him and it doesn't go well and keep him in and it goes well. But I was a little spooked at that point. You know, Keyshawn, I was impressed that Max Scherzer got to that point. He did not have his best stuff from pitch one. And you remember how the Cardinals scored in a huge spike breaking ball that Scherzer threw in that first inning. But to me, it started with the first pitch. He missed a fastball by a foot and a half up and away. And that automatically tells me adrenaline. Like, yes, Max Scherzer has pitched in a ton of big games, but it was flowing for Max Scherzer. And he never, never really had it 
yet he battled the way that only Max Scherzer can do to get to that point. Dave Roberts recognized that, and I was listening to the commentators. They were super down on the fact that he brought him out. By the way, I love that Max Scherzer, did you love the, like, I'm going to shake your hand. I'm not giving you the ball. Here, you want to shake my hand? No, you want the ball. All right, fine. <laughs> that was hilarious. Jess, um, I'm looking at the Dodgers, and you and I have been talking a lot of baseball recently on TV, on the radio, and luck is the residue of design. Boy, the Dodgers, they seem to get this break or that break. But as you mentioned, Bellinger, an athletic guy, steals a base, right? You get a guy like Chris Taylor, who's this super utility guy. He can play second base, shortstop, center field. Yeah, he was in a slump, but these are good athletic players. This stuff doesn't happen by accident. It's a well-constructed team. Is it well-constructed enough to beat a team that won even more games than they did. See, I mean, they're well-constructed enough to beat the Giants, absolutely. I think the Giants are a better team. Now, you get into this time of the year, and now it's where you start playing matchups, more than you've ever played through 162. And remember, the Giants got him by one game, so it's not like, hey, they just absolutely killed him. I just believe that this Dodgers team, now that they're here, this is one against exciting because Farhan Zaidi who is the GM with the Giants mm-hmm. came over from the Dodgers mm-hmm. so when you're talking about a well-constructed Dodger team guess who was a huge part of that it wasn't just Andrew Freeman mm. it was Farhan who's now with San Francisco who is now constructed very similarly a team with a ton of depth and a ton of dudes that you don't know their name yet no one knew Chris Taylor's name before they entered the World Series. No one knew who Justin Turner was when they got him over from the Mets. So the way that these front offices have gotten guys that other teams have given up to, Max Muncy, another one, the Giants are now doing that up in San Francisco with pretty much the same formula. So, Jess, if this, if, if this is now a game of matchups between the Dodgers and the Giants, what matchups do you think will be the most intriguing? Oh, well, you're looking at, I mean, to me, it's, it's Logan Webb for the Giants. And when you're watching him and what he's had the second half of the season, Kevin Gosman as well for their starting pitching the first half. And as far as specific matchups, I need to dive into, like, all the numbers of what hitters can hit. I mean, we saw it with Adam Wainwright against Justin Turner. Curveball, Justin Turner hits curveballs. To me, those are the ultimate matchups. When you're hitting their best pitch, and they have that as their biggest pitch. But Logan Webb, watch him as a starting pitcher. And then Cody Bellinger. I mean, I know I just talked about him having that huge at-bat, but I think without Max Muncy in this lineup, a lot of eyes are turning to Cody to be able to bring in that power. Jessica, I know that you, you we talked about what the Giants have been able to do in terms of plucking unwanted players off of other teams and kind of giving them a rebirth. But when you look at the Dodgers last night, for instance – and I'll say it this way, our depth is phenomenal. It was on display last night. How could that depth that we have play an important role in taking care of business against the Giants? Well, I'm going to go flip side to the offensive depth, but actually the pitching depth. I mean, this is where it gets tricky because we've ta- I mentioned Max Muncy. How about Clayton Kershaw? Not being, I mean, he's not going to be, he's hurt. And so now you're looking at how that affects Julio Urias now stepping into that third starter role. Julio Urias, who is getting the final out of the World Series championship last year, a huge key that they were counting on the bullpen. So it's a trickle effect of depth. 
Now, last night we saw it big with Joe Kelly, Blake Trinan, Kenley Jansen being able to come in and absolutely dominate against the Cardinals. But how is that going to look over the course of a series? So when you're talking depth, your depth, Keyshawn, isn't just the offense. The bigger depth for the Dodgers, to me, is how that bullpen starts to look because they're missing a huge piece that they were counting on in Julio Ruiz, who's now moving to the starting rotation. But can we – okay, so – and, and I'm sure we can. If we need to go back to an arm that is a starting out of the starting rotation, can we afford to do that on short rest? Yeah, I mean, you can. You don't have, honestly, that's what's crazy. Would you ever have guessed in the beginning of the season when, you know, Trevor Bauer was there, Dustin May, we forget about Dustin May throwing a $100, 100-mile-an-hour $100, 100 cheese, and he has Tommy John surgery. I mean, there's so many guys that were within this. Now Clayton Kershaw was hurt. I mean, yes, they got Max Scherzer, but the biggest strength of this Dodgers team was their starting pitching. I don't think you're going to see a lot of the starting pitchers being used on short rest because they don't they don't have enough. Mm. Um, you know, I look at the Dodgers now, Jess, and even before the new group bought them and Friedman and that whole regime came in, they were a powerhouse team. They were a, a perennial threat that came up a little short, but they had nice, you know, led by Clayton Kershaw and, and Matt Kemp back then and everything. What would you say, but, but like it's kind of almost invisible. It's hard to see what Friedman and that regime, and you, you brought up Zaidi and everything, what they did to the, to the average, to the layperson, what they did to take it from the kind of team that competed and went to the playoffs but didn't advance as much to the kind of team that seems to play in the World Series every year. How would you sum up what they did? What's the big thing? It's not spending the money, which they do do, by the way, and we've seen them do it. And they did when they had Matt Kemp, Andre Ethier, Clayton Kershaw back in the day, to your point. Now they're different because now they're getting guys that were given up on on other teams. They're using the analytics. They're understanding how do we find trade pieces. Max Muncy coming over, being given up on. Chris Taylor. I mentioned all these guys. Justin Turner. These are players that were not huge names. They are now to us, but the Dodgers recognize. Very similar to Tampa Bay, which is, guess what, where Andrew Friedman came from. You're starting to see the trickle effect of what Tampa Bay has done now for years without the money. But now you have both. You've got ridiculous amount of spending, which the Dodgers are flat out doing, but you also have the front office, the minds, the analytics, the literally forward thinking that there's only a handful of teams in baseball doing, and you have both combined. Yes, and we'll be getting Otani in two years. <laughs> Long time since Chad Billingsley was the deuce uh, in L.A., yes. and he was a good little pitcher. <laughs> Thank you, Jessica Mendoza, on the Goodyear Hotline. Thanks, Jess. Keyshawn, yes. Jay Get Will. some sleep, Keyshawn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm going to sleep <laughs> he gets good. His naps in. He gets his naps in. It's all worth it when your team wins. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. Most important thing we've heard so far when it comes to Kyrie Irving's absence. That's next. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, ESPN News. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. So we told you... The most important thing we heard in the Kyrie Irving absence from the Nets was said yesterday. Kevin Durant told the media yesterday that he still envisions Kyrie Irving being a part of the Nets despite his uncertain status. Durant also acknowledges that it will be, quote, hard to duplicate what he brings if he can't play home games in Brooklyn. Jay, what do you make of that? Well, the full context, he also said, call me naive, but I I believe that, you know, Eventually, Kyrie will be a part of this team. It, it, it just, it, you know, before these two are so close, every time I've heard KD talk about Kyrie, it's been more of a he backs him to the nth degree. I'm not saying that he's not backing him right now. But the part of the context of that one quote saying, call me naive, like makes me think a little bit like, all right, like there's a part of Kevin Durant that's starting to think like, how does this actually work? Like, let's be realistic about this, okay? So if Kyrie does decide not to get the vaccine, then he could only play in away games, right? Still not games in Toronto or in L.A. But then how does that work practice-wise? What is Kyrie doing right now to stay in shape practice-wise? How do we get continuity with our team? You know, you're not allowed to practice in New York. You're not allowed to play games in New York. You can't really find that. And it, it makes you start to push to limit that. Okay, if we get to this point, like we have to maybe start looking at other options. I'm not saying we go through with the other options, but we have to start realistically looking at what trade value is there and how do we figure that out? It, 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 that, it seems like Kevin Durant's starting to realize they're getting to that juncture with the season starting October 19th. This, like, this situation, by the way, is like I understand if, if, he ha- if someone has, if someone is a, a part of a religious group, let's say, that doesn't believe in modern medicine, and that's a deeply held religious value of theirs, okay, I, I, you know, then we could have a separate conversation. But if this is simply people playing internet detective and thinking, you know what, I know what the world scientific community said, but I was on the online for five minutes and I figured this whole thing out, then come on. That's not really about beliefs. That's about that's only a belief in the sense that you believe something that's scientifically incorrect, that it's not safe or that there's some financial motive behind it and therefore you don't trust it. You just have an inability to process the good information or distinguish the good stuff from the bad stuff. See, I, I don't know where Kyrie's getting the information. I don't know why he came to the decisions that he's come to. I have no idea at all. But he believes in whatever he believes in. And if he believes in what he believes in, whether it's internet detective or whatever you want to call it, I mean, he, he just has to understand that the position that he takes Right, he's taking right now has consequences. Hundred percent. Mm-hmm. That's all. He just hundred percent. You're it's, this, it's is America, this is America. This is America. You do very, whatever you want, but there's very consequences. simple. Yeah. Max and Jay. Well, there's maybe, consequences that come with the decision to be unvaccinated and try and play in the NBA. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Brian Windhorst is covering the Nets training camp in Brooklyn. Here's what he told me yesterday on a fantastic new TV show called This Just In, ESPN, 2 p.m. Here's Wendy. They're only going to see Kyrie Irving's face one day between now and the start of the regular season on the 19th of October. 
It is very hard to prepare for a season when you're starting point guard. You can't see for potentially weeks on end. And the reality is at the start of the season, they have a six-game homestand starting the second week. That means they're going to go 11 days without seeing the starting point guard because he can't practice or play with you. And so when they're looking at that, they're like, how can we go forward with this plan? How can we go forward with not being able to practice with our guy and then throwing him out there for games? And the answer is, I'm not sure they can. And so this is what they're now having to consider. Can you have a part-time player, not just in games, but not even see him at home in practice? And that is something that they didn't hope, they were hoping they wouldn't have to confront this fast in the season. Yeah, you can't. You can't. I mean, you're trying to win a championship. As much as you love Kyrie, I love Kyrie Irving as a player, you, you can't jeopardize your team by not building continuity and building a rhythm going into the season. You, you, you can't do it. You can't do it. They're so, on a Monday, not there on a Friday. Yeah. They're on a Wednesday, not there for two weeks. Like, yeah, you, Jay and then his talent is so off the charts. How, how do you not insert him? But you really can't because how do you fit him into the schemes? How do you fit him into the rhythm of the game with the players? There's a feel in that. So you start looking at trade value and everybody's like, oh, you know, go for Ben Simmons. I'm like, I'm not – if I'm Brooklyn, I'm not sending him to a contender. I'm not sending him somebody in the East. I'm looking at West. I'm looking at a situation like Dallas. I'm looking at a guy like maybe Kristaps Porzingis. Maybe there's trade value there. Maybe Luka and Kyrie in the backcourt is something that they're really into. Kristaps, I'm not sure how Luka feels about Kristaps Porzingis. There have been some issues there with him and head coaches, supposedly. New head coach there and Jason Kidd. But if Kristaps Porzingis can play along with a guy like Kevin Durant and James Harden with the ability to space the floor, that's interesting trade right there. It is. Let me ask you this, though, Jay, because I really don't know, but I know you know. But if Kyrie influenced Kevin Durant's decision to sign with the Nets based on their relationship, and then this is happening and he's moved on, he has now move on to another team, how does that ultimately affect Kevin Durant in the end? Well, I think it, it hurts Kevin Durant because KD definitely has a lot of love for Kyrie. But at the end of the day, KD wants to win chips. He wants to win. Like He is a savage on the court. And he, I don't know what else you can do if you're Kevin. What else can you do? Are you going to say, I'm not going to play because Kyrie can't play? I mean, KD loves the game more than anything else. So I don't see him doing that. I, yeah. There's really nothing else you can do. You're going to martyr yourself. Be on the right side of history. Like that's, you know, <laughs> you, want, you want to make sure you're making the right choice. He is the talk of his sport this week, and he joins us next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. 
so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Bubba Wallace became a winner in NASCAR for the first time, and we're thrilled to have Bubba Wallace right now on the yeah. Goodyear Hotline. Good morning, Bubba. What's going on? What's, What's up, man? So right, uh, I'm, uh, I'm down here at the NASCAR Hall of Fame for a diversity breakfast, so it's a little loud. I'm trying to go find some peace and quiet right quick. <laughs> when, when did it sink in? Like, what was the moment you realized you, you won your first ever NASCAR Cup Series race? <laughs> uh right away um you know we were able to uh you know had to wait it out a little bit on top of the pit box and um but as soon as they called it it was it was official and it was like man this is pretty cool uh to be able to get your first cup win and and uh it sunk in immediately so i think it's a little bit different from any other any other win that i've had usually it takes about a day or so but um we were able to enjoy it yeah i'm not gonna have a conspiracy theory on the win like I did on your victory over me in, in Madden. I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to just <laughs> – as you do uh, you still living me. that one, huh? <laughs> yeah, of course. But what, what – <laughs> hey, Bubba, what did this mean to you to get this win at Talladega considering everything last July that went on in the garage with the full noose and, and it was found and all of that sort of yep. stuff that we had to, and you had to endure? Yeah, yeah. No, you said it perfect. I like the I like the we that, that we had to endure because we all felt it on 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 this side of the spectrum. Um, but you know, as athletes, you get that feeling when you're going into a big moment, big game, and you know a day or two before, like, oh, we got this in the bag already before anything's happened. You know, it's it's a it's a very rare feeling for me. Uh, the last time I can remember that happening was my first win in 2013. Um, Oh, Thursday night, on. Friday night. I was, I was like, we're gonna win. And so, fast forward to uh, Saturday night, or actually Friday night this past weekend, I was talking to my fiance Amanda, and I uh, said, we're gonna win. She was like, I had that same feeling. And um, and so to to be able to make it happen and to see everything come into place, it's so fitting uh, that it came at Talladega with all that stuff that went on last year. So. It's uh, it's pretty damn cool. I'm, I'm proud of uh, everybody on our team. I mean, this deal came about so late um, uh, last year. So to see everybody bust their tails to uh, to get us to the racetrack. I mean, our speed's been incredible for our, our super speedway stuff, qualifying force for the Daytona 500. But you know, it takes a whole army in this sport. It takes everybody to uh, to achieve a victory. And so our partners, you know, McDonald's putting them back in victory lane for the first time since 1994 is really cool being back in the Toyota family. They've done a lot for me. Um, you know, root Columbia, DoorDash, uh, Dr. Pepper, just all great brands, big name brands that want to be a part of this deal is super cool. And uh, I appreciate every single one of them. Bubba, you're exactly right. It, it does take an army. And I got to tell you, I became a fan of NASCAR last year, just seeing the way the NASCAR family rallied around you during that weekend. What has been the reaction yep from the NASCAR, you know, family, considering you won this event now? Yeah, no, everybody's, everybody's been pumped. Uh, 
uh, all the drivers have come up and, and congratulated me either uh, via text or in person. Uh, so that's, that's really cool. It's, it's special, you know, like any other athletes, you always try to put that hard face on and, and, you know, your competitors, but you know, when it's, when it's something like this, you know, we can all let down that guard a little bit and, uh, and, and rally behind each other. So appreciate everybody. Appreciate the NASCAR family. This is uh super cool. Um, just got to, we got, I think we got five, five more races. Uh, I'm not sure, but, um, MJ told me, uh, once I landed, when I called him, he's like, all right, let's go get more. Uh, don't get complacent. Yeah. That's what I actually was gonna, that's actually what I was going to ask you. I, I'm assuming you spoke to MJ and, and, uh, I was going to ask you like, what was that conversation like? Uh, it was cool. I mean, it was, um, he, I had a voicemail from him when I landed and, um, called him after I landed um, and just been able to talk to him for a, a few minutes. He was pumped. He was excited. Uh, and his family there it was, it was, it was really cool. I mean, just being able to call him Jay, a boss and um, him congratulating you getting his first NASCAR win. So I told, I, I seen Kurt Busch last night cause you know, we're bringing him over next year. I told him, Hey, I'm glad I got the first for our team uh, instead of you coming over and spoiling the show. So <laughs> Um, Bubba, what do you, what, we're talking to Bubba Wallace here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max ESPN Radio. What does it mean that your win probably will get more attention than any other win in the sport this season? What does that mean to you? Uh, you know, it, it's, it's very humbling. Um, and, you know, I, I know my place in the sport. And, you know, a, a lot of people understand that my place in the sport as well. But there's a lot of outsiders that, that don't. They don't get it. And uh, they never will or, or they don't want to. And, uh, and that's okay. That's, that's how they choose to live their life. But, um, you know, for, for me to, with, with, with everything that I try to do and, you know, everything that I've done in the last 16 months, you know, this is, uh, this is a, a monumental win for our sport. It's a monumental win for my career, my team. Uh, it's, it's, it's just special. And so seeing how we can, we can move mountains, uh, my team and I, we can move mountains with, with everything that we do. Um, it, it does mean more than any other win this year. So uh, not not trying to discredit any of the wins. Uh, you know, I was for, for 30, I don't know how many races we're in, 30, I think 31, 30 races. You know, every week I was wishing to be one of those winners. And now that I am, you know, we're going we're gonna to en- enjoy all the benefits that come from it. Bubba, looking at the history of the sport and, and, and all of the things that the sport had to endure and now all of a sudden you win Talladega. What do you think, not only the win, but the success, the amazing success that you've had in your young career, what, what do you think it'll do for young African-Americans, both male and female, to take a look at NASCAR more now? You know, I think, you know, representation matters. And, you know, hopefully there was one or two boys and girls that were – watching last night and or, or watching uh, on Monday night to see, you know, what had happened and that, that lit a fire underneath them to be like, Hey, mom and dad, grandpa, grandma, whatever. Uh, I want to go race, you know, let's go buy a go-kart and get out there and race. And, you know, I know this is a very expensive sport, you know, even, even from the grassroots levels, you're, you're paying thousands and thousands of dollars. So it's uh, it takes a lot. And so if you have that opportunity and you have some funding behind you and you want to do it, then, then have at it. But the other, other side of it being expensive is that if you do want to do it, just like any other sport you jump into, it's, it ain't easy. You know, you, you got to have it. And when you're, 
when you're driving race cars at, at a high rate of speed, it's, it's, it's definitely super challenging and, and, and tough to, um, tough to handle. So you got to have it. You're going to get beat, uh, right out of the gates, but you learn from it and grow from it and, and get better and better. Save some of those tears for the future, man. Cause you got a lot ahead of you. <laughs> I will do yes, sir. <laughs> Good luck. Congratulations. Bubba. Bubba Wallace. Thanks for jumping on with us this morning. Cool. Thanks guys. Appreciate it. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Yeah, he will get more attention, right, than NASCAR, for, for NASCAR. Well deserved. For than any, what else could possibly happen in NASCAR well this year that's going to get more attention? Hard work, dedication, he spoke to it, what it's all about, Jay. Um, when you put in the work, you get the results. And I love that he's just, he has a humble approach to him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, hey, and that's what everybody faces. You win one, it's like, how do I, how do I win more? Right. And that's that influence of MJ, too, which I, I love that, that's, that they're intertwined. To that and doesn't degree. ignore the significance of his presence in the sport. You can do both. And, and, and without, without trying to shine a light on it either, exactly. he's just accepting the reality. And it's just not a win for him, but it's a win for all. Mm. Huge fight in Vegas. Yeah. On I wonder the, who's going to be there. That's right. By the way, on the field and in the ring. Boy, these Vegas weekends nowadays going to be lit, as the kids say. Everything you need to... Win big is next. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.